Friday. More like Fry-yay. Hashtag Fun Friday Show, David. Are you ready? That's a good one. Hashtag Fun Friday, man. It feels like there should be a game tonight, but there's a game tomorrow night. Doug, not tonight. Don't go down there tonight. I don't know what's going on. And tonight. No, there is a game tonight. Why are you trying to there's spread this tonight. misinformation? Oh, okay. Yes. There's that's, a that's game against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, that's right. I see it here. That's what happens when you're up at 3 a.m. with your two-year-old. I don't <laughs> David, know what day it is. fake news. Are you sure it's Friday? I got Are one you guy. Sure it's Friday? I got one guy that's spreading fake news. I got this other guy, Steve Bob, who is always late. Well, there's been so much attention paid to the Star Wars night. I was I totally skipped over the Bulls game. Let's hope the Hornets don't. In honor of, well, yeah, they skipped over the last one. So let's hope they don't skip over this one. I'm wearing, in honor of Star Wars night, I'm wearing my, this is the closest thing I have to a Jedi robe. With the with the hood on, it's a very deep hood. Evil Doug. This is my this is my Obi Wan robe. What does it look like? It does look like one. It's very close to a uh, Padawan training robe. I guess you have to be. I'm not familiar with the garb and what level of Jedi you have to get to to get your black robe, but it's pretty high, I would assume. Let's recap. Draft.com, our challenges that we did. I know the people are are desperate to know uh, how we did. So in the in the first challenge, David, it was you and I going head to head. We mm-hmm. were going to do Hornets versus Warriors in honor of the game, but you immediately broke the rules, threw that out the window. Can't uh-huh. do one thing. Can't have one nice thing. And then you and then you went on to crush me. Then you went on okay. to win the game. So listen, yes. that kids cheating wins. If you're listening with your kids, just let them know. Uh, thanks to Boogie Cousins for 40 points and 20 rebounds in that one. That helped, I think. He was on my team. He was my first pick. So 78, strategy. 78 points. I was going. That was going to be tough for me to overcome. Andre Drummond, 59. Le- LeBron James, 66.7. It's amazing what LeBron is doing right now. Year. He's good. 15 competing for an MVP. I mean, come on. That's the craziest thing. He's still the best player in the league. And I think, and here, no, in. that's not the crazy thing, David. The no, crazy is. thing is, he'll probably be next year, too. That's to me, yeah. it's becoming the one argument I can buy on him over Michael Jordan. The longevity of his MVP contests. Mm, I'm not in the mood to have that conversation. Okay. Let's start the show. <laughs> you are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz. We live. We live. We live. All right, this is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcast on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my good friend, my colleague, the one, the only, David Walker. 
Yeah, Doug. Fun Friday, baby. And there's a game tonight. Uh, some uh, somebody was like, "There's no game until Saturday." That's not correct. There's a there's totally a game tonight and tomorrow night. Don't listen to whoever said that. Uh, also, you want to follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets and like uh, the post that David. Have you put the post up yet? No, it'll go up immediately after we record this show. Okay, immediately after the show, like the post. You'll know which post it is because we're giving away two tickets uh, to the game on Saturday, Star Wars Night against the Los Angeles Lakers. And we're also giving away a Star Wars, a a, uh, Frank Kaminsky Stormtrooper bobblehead. David, this is a, a really cool giveaway. Everybody's hyped for the bobblehead. Um, you know, when the bobblehead came out, I thought Frank may, may make a good Yoda, but he, he fits into that Stormtrooper. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's that's a hot item. I think a, a lot of Christmas lists might have that on it. Yeah, it's the Lakers. You get to see the Hornets, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, who hit a big shot last night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, who we got? Watch who we got out, coming in the studio? Watch out. Hey, Steve. Steve Bob's in the studio. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you run down to the front door? Actually, our Frank Kaminsky's uh, bobblehead is awaiting us. It's being delivered. So I want to show this to you. All right, Steve Bob is going to go get that. I got to tell this person who's waiting that uh, David talked for me. UPS guy? UPS guy waiting? Yeah. Or special delivery guy? Or the Hornets give you a courier, your own special courier? Courier. Or U.S. mail. Oh, courier. Okay. Wow. Okay. Do we have any sponsors for this show? Uh, let's talk about what well, we talked about, draft.com. We've got our friends discovering CLT. Follow them on Instagram as well. We're yeah. going to be doing a giveaway with them coming up for the Portland Trailblazers game. And you can get Very double cool. entries into all of our giveaways by going to patreon.com forward slash LOH and signing up. Subscribe to us there, and you can support local Hornets talk, and you get double entries to our giveaways. You get... Uh, ad-free episodes. Really great stuff. This is a hashtag fun Friday. But we got to start with something not so fun, David. This is, it's never fun to talk about injuries, but we must talk about it. All right. First of all, these, both of these injuries happened in their last game against the Golden State Warriors. Cody Zeller has been announced out indefinitely with a torn meniscus in his left knee. Uh, Tonight will be his 54th regular season game missed over three-plus seasons. Uh, Tough news there for Cody Zeller. That's crazy. The injury Uh, bug keeps biting him. Yeah, someone call that injury plague, Doug. Um, but it's unfortunate. It's weird that that play went down like that because I don't know if you went back and watched the broadcast of the game, but they were actually laughing at him a little bit. Like they didn't realize he was actually hurt because he went down, the play went on, and then he was looked like he was uh, cherry picking a little bit, got back up, threw down a monster. He was limping. Yeah, threw down a, a Zeller dunk. And they're like, oh, my gosh, miraculously, he's – oh, no, 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 he's really hurt. He's, he's definitely very much hurt. And so People yeah. people are confused by that. They're saying, how could he have torn his mani- – first, it's a tough play. Yes, there's a lot of pain involved, You know, a lot of adrenaline involved too. But how could he dunk with a torn meniscus? I do um, it all the time, guys. It's well, my, you good. know what's funny? My, my dad, uh, we took a vacation to Daytona Beach, Florida several Hello. years back. Party times with the with Get the pops, that air hole, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but he tore his meniscus in the ocean by he like he flipped it or he like flipped the whatever the little kneecap he flipped it around tore his meniscus and drove us back home on the torn meniscus that's because he's a dad and that's what we do dad's rule man yeah that's rule okay so cody zeller how long was he out Dad, dad was sidelined for a few months because, and that's, but this is key. Okay. This leads me right into what I was going to say next. So Cody Zeller is exploring treatment options. A lot of this is going to depend on severity, which we don't know. Uh, sometimes you see the meniscus repaired, which is what happened to pops. And that could be months. Cause you're talking about like weeks of recovery and then weeks of rehab and then weeks of pain management. That's, there's a lot involved there. But then sometimes we see this a lot with guys in the NBA. If the tear happens on the outside of the meniscus, so the meniscus, there's layers to the meniscus. If it happens outside on that outside layer, they get it shaved off. They get it like removed. And I I believe, I don't want to say this like for 100%. You're not on camera yet. You're not on camera yet. Oh, multiple. Get on camera. Do your dance on the camera. There you go. All right, Hood Steve Bob Hood. dancing yeah. with the Frank Kaminsky bobbleheads. That's uh, Steve Hoodie bobblehead Friday, yeah. today in honor of the. Well, uh, take here. So leave. So we'll give away one uh, yeah. in the box. Yeah, one because for me. collectors. No, yeah. take one of them out because I want to. I want to see what this what this thing looks like and feels like. Back to what I was saying. Cody Zeller could have this thing shaved off, and then we're talking weeks. It, it's a. It's a shorter process. So evaluating treatment options, we don't know a lot right now, but I just wanted to say that those are two options. First of all, let me just jump in here. Yeah. Am I on I'm mic? Being a total, I'm being a total injury nerd right here, so please save the show. Uh, well, please don't let me derail Fun Friday. And you, you, <laughs> Doug texted me yesterday. Fun, well, Friday, actually, fun the, Friday, we're doing injuries. The meniscus is connected to the... Yep, it's connected to something. All right, uh, I just Look thought it. I'd interrupt you because we got a, a hot unboxing. Oh, this is yeah, this is like a YouTube unboxing video, yeah. right? As you can see, that's David's the, got his hood up. It's hoods up. It's oh yeah, hoods up. This is a Jedi Jedi robe Friday. Well, a lot of the top, a lot of the top athletes like like myself all and David are doing Can you this take this thing on out on the bench? Uh, hold on. Um, wow, real bossy today. Hey, go get the bobblehead. Unbox it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> All right, we have a, a styrofoam encasing, uh, not dissimilar, not too dissimilar to the uh, to the carbonite kit encasing that you would see Han Solo with. Uh, spoiler alert! R.I.P. And oh, uh, ooh, look at that! There we go. What are we thinking, Dave? It looks like am Frank. I on, am I on? Where did mic? it go? Oh, I see it. You're on. Oh, you just can't hear. No, I I, I can't hear anything because of the hood. Yeah, take your hood off. All right, let me look at this thing. All right, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, you got to plug it in, man. Come on. We got a couple of rookies here. I got David spreading fake news. I've got Steve Bob not plugging in his headphones. This is a professional show we're trying to run here. Hey, I've got a I've got a hot hood take when you guys are ready. But go ahead and talk about the Star Wars figurine. Well, it's great. I mean, it actually it does resemble Frank Kaminsky. I think that's a plus. Not that's all good. of these bobbleheads managed to do that. Um, he's got it. It appears to be an E11 uh, next to him uh, for the Star Wars fans out there. I, I believe that's an E11. And are we are we really are we going to talk about the fact that Frank Kaminsky is in a stormtrooper outfit? And for all the Star Wars fans out there, what is the one thing that stormtroopers? Are known for uh, loyal to a fault. Uh, 
So I think the no raised to fight, raised to fight, raised to fight. No, Uh, generally evil, but you know, sort of just going with the with the plan. No, they're uh, they don't relax. They can't shoot. That's uh, the one thing that stormtroopers are known for. Little, little mean, little mean. There. I feel like they should have maybe put him in a Jedi robe. I feel like your black hood is taking over your aura this morning. And yeah, just really, this is real. Uh, if you ask any Star Wars fan, what is the stormtrooper known for? Yeah, I'll go ahead and ask uh, any Star Wars fan what a stormtrooper is. That's it. That's it. You're uh, really. Nah, you know what? That's a good observation, though. That was funny. That's a good observation. And uh, also, like, why? Just why? Why is this thing? Why is this thing? Why? Yeah. Like, why is it? I get, like, Disney probably paid for it, but it's just weird. Why can't we get a a Doug in a Stormtrooper for all the Dougaholics? Listen, bobbleheads are expensive to produce. We're we're getting t-shirts out there right now. That's step one. Are the Hornets the only team uh, with a Star Wars tie-in? No, no. Like, Multiple why teams uh, are doing The it. Magic would have to have it, right? They I would think the, the Magic. They probably got Vader. <laughs> probably. Uh, people on the chat already saying they can't shoot. I mean, I'm getting it over and over again. So uh, people I'm on not this, familiar with that. I can't one. believe you guys didn't get that. All right, so uh, Frank Kaminsky also on this uh, injury news segment because uh, he has a right ankle sprain. He's out tonight versus the Bulls. So uh, f- let's say for the sake of argument, Cody Zeller is out for a while and Frank yeah. Kaminsky's out for a few games. I mean, how, what does that do to this Hornets roster, David? I mean, how much trouble are they in without these two bench bigs? Yeah, especially Frank, I think. I mean, Cody's obviously important, but when Frank is consistent, it helps them with their bench scoring, obviously, and it helps them win games. So uh, they're going to have to find other ways to create some of that offense. I mean, Trevion Graham has been good. You don't really necessarily look at him as an instant offense type of guy. He did play well in that defensive stretch against the Warriors the other night. Um, man, I think do, do all roads lead to Monk guys here? I mean, I, I don't know. We just keep going back to that. Uh, maybe not, but with, with guys going down, minutes are opening up somewhere, so they may shift a few guys down. Well, yeah, if you're just tuning in to the Hornets, you, maybe you've taken a couple weeks off. Just, you know, getting involved for this home and home that they're about to do and uh, want to get involved for Star Wars night. Let me just right. let you know that the, the Hornets haven't really been able to get their offense and defense on the same page game to game, right? I mean, either their offense is playing really well like it did against Toronto or, or like it did against Chicago in Chicago and their defense fails them, or you saw their defense step up against Golden State but they couldn't produce any offense in that first half. So, and that's the issue with their backup point guard situation as well because you've got Michael Carter-Williams, who gives them a lot defensively, a lot of ball pressure, a lot of steals, turning defense into offense sometimes, but has an inability to make easy layups, can't really make a shot right now. Whew. And then you've got Monk, who's a little bit inconsistent on offense, but certainly has an ability to knock down three-point shots, which is something the Hornets can't do right now, but is seriously debilitating on the defensive end. And teams know it, and teams attack him. And teams know that Michael Carter-Williams is struggling offensively, and it allows them to play off of him, which hurts the other play. I mean, Jeremy Lamb right now is shooting 25% from three since going to the bench. 
I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's correlated because he's one of the few players that has been consistently knocking down three-point shots on that second unit, and defenses are compensating. Yeah, dude, it's that's what it is. The team, I, it's just really frustrating uh, to be a fan of this team for so long and to see them trying so hard to stick to that status quo. They're, I, 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 I'll give you a different movie than Star Wars. They're they're the end of Titanic. They're Leo hanging on to that piece of wood, like halfway in the water. It's like, just die or crawl on the thing. And by that, I mean, like, I'd rather watch this team be really bad and have Monk just play minutes and watch guys blow by him and let him <laughs> learn. Because in the past, I, I haven't seen a lot of these guys, you know, coming like Frank Kaminsky sitting on the bench for a whole year and, and Cody sitting on the bench for a whole year. This thing that Clifford does, supposedly these guys are getting reps and practice and stuff, but they don't come in like ready to go. And those are guys that are that that came into the league older anyways. Like, just let Malik get out there and run around like we've seen him catch fire. We've seen him do good. But also, I think you just you got to give him those reps. So I'd rather just see us be bad at this point. The Hornets want to get on the door, though. The Hornets want to rescue this season. But they're still going to have hypothermia. This, this is my point. Like, they're, the, What's the best-case scenario at this point? Seriously, like seventh seed, do you think? I don't know. I mean, the, the whole East is such a mishmash right now between like four to ten. I mean, nothing's out of the question. Anything could happen. But the way they're trending is certainly not positive. And I mean, Frankie Cody did play some as rookies, certainly probably the most playable rookies that Clifford has had. Um, and we've had that discussion before, but you just look at these two guys. I mean, they're playing the seventh and eighth most minutes per game on this team. That's a big chunk of that second unit. And then, you know, if you're just going like position by position, are you putting, you know, are you putting Johnny O'Brien in there 20 minutes a game? I, yes. I was say, we I, got they're, a they're, going, they're going to have to, David. And this, uh, I think all of this ties in together, the Monk discussion that we're having and the injuries discussion that we're having, because the Hornets went into this season a little cash-strapped, right? They couldn't make some of the moves in free agency that they would have made otherwise because they invested a lot of money into the core of Kimba Walker, Nick Batum, Marvin Williams, and Cody Zeller, right? And a lot of the talk was about how they they went into this draft needing to pick up some bodies that could play minutes for them, that they could plug in because they were a couple injuries away from having to play some, some fringe G League type talent. And the fact is, they they drafted two guys in Dwayne Bacon and Malik Monk, who I believe are going to be very good NBA players at some point, but they're not necessarily players that are, are ready to play in the NBA right at this moment for you know more than 20 minutes a game. In this situation. In this situation. Very true. Uh, because I think Malik Monk in a, in a different situation where he's just a catch and shoot. That's all you got to worry about doing. Don't worry right. about. But dude, you know, like that. Devin Booker was the youngest guy in the league for two years, and all they asked him to do was score, though. And and they were bad, and it was fun to watch the Suns. Like it's fun to watch a dude. Score I would 70 argue points. very. I would argue against I mean, that, dude. Um, I would I would give up the last five years of Hornets basketball to watch Kemba Walker score seventy points once. I'm I'm not joking. Like I don't want to see Michael Carter Williams. That's a fringe. Oh, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's, and dude, but like, where's this team going? Two years from now, you got two a year of Dwight left. He's old as crap. You got Kemba Walker is going to be on a max deal and then you got Batum and Walker your max guys I mean you guys want to watch us a seventh seed team like we still don't even make the playoffs every year 
Like uh, we, that's I mean, that's not that. How many times have we made the playoffs? We we've Steve never, Bob, we we've Steve never Bob. won a series. We got Steve Bob, WFAN caller. I'm giving you informed opinions, my dude. I I came in here on Wednesday, and you you guys shot me down on Wednesday too. And I told you the Kevin Durant take that he was going to blow up. He he shot. He made his first eight field goals. He had a triple double. Wait, I'm giving you informed. Did we did we we put that opinion down? We yeah, said you that said Kevin Durant wasn't going to play well. Yeah, well, you gave me a derisive hot take. You're like, oh, that hot take, hot take. I'm like, yeah, well. I nailed it. Because it wasn't a hot take. It's saying that Kevin Durant is going to play well is not a hot take. Nobody else said it. <laughs> you, I think you I drafted were... him. Did I draft him on my team? I think no, I did. I think I, I, think uh, I did. Okay. No, I, but, but, but Steve, I, I mean, I think, and Doug, I think that's a, a valid argument to have at some point along the way, certainly if things keep going the way they are, because the makeup of this team is such that they're going to have to decide at some point if they want to, keep going until this thing just putters out or if they want to make drastic changes, right? Like we don't know what's going on with Clifford. We don't know what's going on with uh, really where this team's going to move forward after this year. I mean, the way it's going, I think Steve's right. Like best case, it's going to be tough for them to get up above five, six, you know? Um, So that's where they are right now. Unless they just had a fire sale and got rid of everybody minus Kemba or put everybody on the, on the, on the market. I don't know what change that's going to make this year. So, uh, I mean, I hear your frustration, Steve. I think everybody is. You're tired of watching kind of the same middling stuff, especially as the year gets going. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Kemba is out. LeBron got kicked out. Wade is old. Pop is a genius. Don't give up on social media, Doug. You just got to be social. Oh, that's real nice. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. A reminder to everyone, we're giving away two tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. It's Star Wars night, Frank Stormtrooper bobblehead night. The first 7,500 fans in the door gets one of these bad boys, these Frank uh, Stormtrooper bobbleheads. Here's what you have to do. Follow us on Instagram at LockedOnHornets. Like the post that we will uh, put up right after this show airs uh, on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash LockedOnHornets, and we will pick a winner later today. Again, follow us on Instagram, like the contest post, and we will pick a winner later today. And some of our Patreon subscribers are getting double entries into our contest. If you want to increase your odds at a win, head over to patreon.com forward slash LOH. There's a link in the show notes. You can get access to interviews and episodes early, ad-free episodes, and much more. Patreon.com forward slash L-O-H. It's Hornets fashion time, David's favorite time of the show. We have some news on the uniform front. A new YouTube video out from Koiski Media. This was uh, part of a production called Royal Key. Or maybe the person was called, was nicknamed Royal Key. I'm not sure. I'm not really hip to this this whole... Oh, am I... <laughs> the background just went out on the show. That's how this show's getting heated. It's heating up my Apple TV. Uh, okay, Hornets in this video. Hornets equipment manager Jason Rivera, who seems to give some uh, pretty huge hints about what we can expect out of the fifth jersey at the end of the month, and uh, something for next year as well. So this right here is this is my uniform. Uh, us Hornets this year we have five different uniforms up here. You'll see four. Uh, they're in the midst of making the black ones. Uh, we start wearing them at the end of December. We brought these back this year. Next year, we're going to have a white one. 
All right, so there you go. That was Jason Rivera, equipment manager for the Charlotte Hornets, on this YouTube video by Koiski Media. We the, There's been no official announcement from the Hornets about what that fifth jersey is, David. We've speculated a lot that it was going to be a uh, addition, a slight change to the Buzz City uniforms that they wore last season, the black uniforms, obviously right. going to be sleeveless because Nike is not doing sleeve jerseys. That seems to be a somewhat of a confirmation of that. But then the big news, or, or the news that we didn't speculate at all on, is that there will be some white pinstripe throwbacks for next yeah. year. Uh, ask the team yeah. for comment. They have not responded. Uh, but there you go. That's uh, some information for us. Yeah, very exciting. I thought the black, was it just the black uniforms had been kind of uh, agreed upon out in the ethos that they were coming back? No official word, but that's kind of what we we had guessed, we had figured. Yes, uh, the Buzz City Knights, I mean, those were popular uniforms last season. Didn't think that they were going to get rid of those necessarily, but again, no official word from the team. But the white pinstripes, David, I got a picture of those too. Uh, there, there's the picture of those with Bogues, Johnson, Curry, and Alonzo Mourning. But, you know, there, I guess, so there's a couple of things. It's nice to see that the throwback uniforms are going to continue to be sort of uh, put out there one at a time, extending the throwback uh, excitement from fans. But I guess I got to wait another year before I can get what I really want, which are the purple pins. I mean, to me, the purple pins are the best. The alternate pins love these uniforms. I want the purple pins right now. Steve, color yes. tag right now. Color tag. I like the whites. Uh, yeah, I, like I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> That's going to be a good drop. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Uh, yeah, I like I don't the whites know. too. I can't, Those I don't understand favorite. why they, uh, they can't, you know, drop all three at once, but it took them, there's the rollout of just the one seemed to be a little, biffed so i don't know uh, i guess we should be happy with just getting the one well we're gonna get the whites next year and then uh, you know i hopefully the purples will come out next year. i just think the 90s were just such an amazing time for nba uniforms right i mean to me that's the that's the to yeah, me that's like the generation that's when NBA jerseys peaked in my mind. When, ever, when all of these designers decided they didn't care anymore and, and they just went crazy 90s cartoon, the Toronto Raptors jersey, the Pistons, like uh, the night piece for the Pistons. Love these, the Atlanta Hawks jerseys with the, the hawk that was like holding the basketball. <laughs> David's shaking his head right now. I didn't like a lot of those cartoonish uh, uniforms. Pistons was horrible. They, you didn't they like the purple pinstripes. I mean, if I have to choose a pinstripe, I'm going to choose the white or the teal. Yeah, I mean, me. and uh, to that point, the the Hornets are actually kind of bucking that trend there. They were they were one of the teams that that went with a pretty clean, classic look, no cartoonish uh, features. That they had the cool court, they had the cool court with the honeycomb and the big big yeah. buzzy hornet. Um, but yeah, I think I mean that's like a nostalgia thing, right? It's like one of the, it's it's like liking '70s James Bonds. You know, like the Roger Moore air. It's very kitschy. It's not necessarily the best, but it like love it, the kitsch. You know what? It NBA, stands out a lot. NBA is entertainment, and there's nothing wrong with kitsch and entertainment. This is not serious. We don't have to be. This is not Kanye West and his opinions on fashion. He's super serious about his fashion. We don't have to be serious when it comes to our NBA uniforms. But here's my top three. Top three uniforms for me. 
the the black uh, Philadelphia 76ers uniforms that Iverson wore in the 90s. Love okay. that alternate. I'm a big fan of alternates. I love the purple pinstripes. That's definitely on my top three. And then the Pistol Pete neon green Atlanta Hawks jerseys from Oof. back in the from back in the day day. Loved yeah, really those. I love the weird jerseys, man. Quote on yeah. the chat saying Teal, his favorite. The purple pins were amazing. They stood out. I I feel like this is your fringe, been fringe opinion corner. Yeah. <laughs> With your garish. I mean, well, I did listen to the opening of the show the other day and you were talking about your fashion blindness. So this is actually tying in pretty maybe, well. You're actually, like, maybe that's it. You're like, maybe I just I, have no idea. I don't know what anything looks like, but I do know that those pistol P jerseys are hot. <laughs> that's a, that's a objectively uh, ugly. Uh, that's an ugly Jersey there. That one <laughs> belongs with the, um, the, like the tropics from that, uh, the Flint. Yeah. Tropics. The, yeah. the Will Ferrell movie. It's yeah. bold. It's beautiful. Atlanta Hawks, teal, Pistol PG. I saw somebody rocking a Sharif Abdul Rahim version of one of those the other day, and I, I had to give props to that. I love yeah, Hoopsters. Hoopsters. Gotta love yeah. it. It's a popular one amongst the, the the NBA hipsters. Hey, real quick, as long as we've gone this far off, um, the hoods, right, guys? The, everyone's wearing these hoods on the bench now. Like yeah, We're wearing them right now. I, I've got a hot take for you. I think I might prefer the look of the sleeves to these hoods. It's just a weird look. Not that I want to see the sleeves. I'm just not. It's weird to see all these guys with like long skinny necks and then the hoods just popped right over. Yeah, Suction it's, it's like face. a purpose. It's like that norm core thing that hipsters are doing where it's like, I'm going to dress like a dad. It's just like it's purposely stupid looking, I think. Right. <laughs> the, it's the look of a like an Olympic speed skater, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. outfit. Which That's I would scary. love to see JaVale McGee, uh, you know, get out there on the ice velodrome or whatever you call those things and just, right. you know, blade it up. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd, I'd try rocking it today and I, I made about two minutes before I felt like I was going to die. It's very, it's very hot in this studio. Well, I, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's a struggle for me right now. The Nike version though, like, or whatever they wear, literally it goes fully T on you and it's yeah. like, like Dave, you got a little space rocking around there. these guys are these guys are like glued to their foreheads i just i want to see somebody just run around out there in a game just just full hoodie mellow it, it would be tough to you you'd lose your peripheral vision at that point that's, that's probably be easy to get stolen on steve bob you tell me but that's the point of having it so close to the eyes right so close to the face you still have your peripheral that's what, that's one theory that's that's one way to play it uh, I think the other way to to give another Star Wars tie-in, it's like mm-hmm. Luke with the blinders on, man. It's like when it comes down to, to hoops, maybe the lights are going to go out. You got to know how to hit buckets with no eyes. I would have liked to have been a Jedi, but yeah, whatever. Exactly. This is Locked on Hornets. And would, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Shards? No. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're here with you on a Friday. Uh, hashtag Fun Friday. Talked a little fashion. Talked a little hornets. Got a little heated. Nothing wrong with a little... Debate? You okay, Steve Bob? I'm good. I, I would I would love to talk about those topics anytime you want. 
Look, hold on. Let me let's get just okay, briefly Rose. back into it because <laughs> I just want to yeah. know why nobody nobody in Charlotte will like everybody just wants to be friends with the team and it's like we can I've watched this team my entire life. I just want to I just want to see it go one way or the other. And so I So you're ready you're ready for The problem is the problem is the, Steve, honestly, with with your because you you mentioned this in your in your take that you would give up 5 years of of Hornets basketball to watch one game of of Kemba Walker scoring 70 and, and I think that's very the people that want to see this team blown up I would all I always question like would you watch a single game of a tank season I I I I'm struggling to watch these games to I mean that's the thing Would you watch a single game of a season in yeah. which they went 7 and 59 I would, watch- I, I would I would doubt that a lot of people would watch one single game and they would justify it by saying well the team's terrible well you wanted them to be terrible well here's huh. the thing I mean uh, the hot take that I mentioned yes obviously I don't want to give up 5 years of basketball but I would I would rather watch the team going in a direction like I don't I don't I just don't know we've never had a direction and it, the problem well, is I think, I when th- it becomes clear that like from NBA experts that that cover every team that are like these guys are no insiders and they're like they just want to they just want to be okay like mj's cool with just they just if they can make the playoffs or be right around there that's all they want to do which is fine from a business perspective but it kind of stinks as a fan knowing that and i know the nba is like it's hard to be competitive right now but i would rather see us like those those years where we were really bad and the bobcats years and he's like yeah we got some adam morrison's we didn't get we didn't get lucky, but it's like these days there's so many good guys out there. I just want to see like, I just want to, I'd rather watch Malik Monk play. That's kind of what it gets, comes down to. I like then us like try to win, you know, and stay close to 500. That's me. I'll say this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer to that point of being tired of the current direction just because it's year after year repetitive, the same thing over and over again. But you mentioned that, Steve. I mean, the Bobcats years, they they did go that route. I mean, and it did not work. So I think they were scarred a little bit by that. And the business side of it, sure, I think they have to put a competitive product out on the court here in Charlotte. I mean, that is uh, that is the, um, the selling line, I think, but it does make sense. I mean, you see how fast – People do lose interest around here. People were booing. People were booing at the Warriors yeah. game on national TV, no, and and Hubie Brown had to like, like he's just like, oh, they're booing, <laughs> you know. And that's we get on national TV twice a year, and that's it's, what people see. It's already like it's it's just a it's a tough place to be in because we don't have marketable guys. Kemba's a quiet star. He's not a superstar, you know. Right. Well, I don't think it matters if you have marketable guys if you're not winning basketball games. If we I had think Giannis, the team, if I we think, had Giannis, and I we won ten team, games, I think the team. Would watch. I think the team. Uh, I, I, I can't argue that the direction is not going the, the way that the team wanted to, but I won't argue that they had a direction. They had a goal in mind to put a team together that could win a playoff series. Not necessarily could win a championship, but could win a playoff series and get them to the point yeah. where they could win a championship. Now, has that direction gone the way that they wanted it to, that the fans wanted it to? Not so far. And, and a lot of that has to do with injuries, with players that they've selected or brought in that did not live up to expectations. That's circumstance. That's the way they played the game. But I think they went into it with a definitive strategy, and so far the strategy has not played out the way they wanted it to. Yeah, I definitely think they did. And the problem I'm realizing with this, Doug, you wanted to do a What We Learned segment. I mean, I've learned that this is who the Hornets are. This is how they were made up to make up a team that can't, 
withstand a Cody Zeller injury. Steve, you mentioned it last week. It doesn't matter who gets hurt. If one guy gets hurt, that's a main rotation guy, everything goes to hell. And like, if you're designing a team in today's NBA that operates in that fashion, you know, there are going to be injuries. Injuries are a part of the game. Every team goes through injuries. Injuries are going to affect your team. So if you've built a team that can't withstand a injury, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Dave, let me ask you something real quick. Hit me. Have the moments, have the shiny moments had had an injury before? Numerous. Okay, see, there you go. David has sustained one of those. David has sustained one of those injuries. You're talking to one. Guess what? Four championship games in a row. Continuous success, sustainability. I mean, that's a lot about culture. That's a lot about. That's a lot about culture. Well, how many? uh, So the so before those four championships, though, the moments what they were they just lost year after year, right? They sustained. They they went through the process, right? Well, the first iteration of the moments, I think, did lay the foundation for the current <laughs> moments franchise, which has just been um, a, a, a picture of, of, of success. And it's been, I mean, kind of like LeBron. I'd say they're mm-hmm. um, kind of sustained going to the finals. They finally got over the hill. We finally got that championship. And um, so, but that's what you have to build. You have to keep scouting you know i'm on the streets of charlotte i'm at i'm at the y you don't see me there steve but i'm up in the rafters i'm looking <laughs> for players you're kind of a phantom phantom of the ymca i always have the hood on that's why but the po- look they they invested in this strategy and at this point for all the people that would want to see this team completely blown up it's it's not necessarily possible to do that they can't uh, move players yeah. that I mean they're stuck in these contracts with players that aren't necessarily uh, players that are going to get any value back for those deals and it's a very difficult situation that the Hornets are in and the best that they can do at this point is continue to try to win basketball games and I think that's part of why you haven't seen Malik Monk in games because of his defense and what that does to the team and their ability to win in the 15 or 16 minutes that he's on the floor and, but at the same time, it's it's becoming harder and harder. I will agree, it's becoming harder and harder to justify with the offense playing the way it is, not having Malik Monk out there and his ability to shoot three point. <laughs> and shots. to to be clear, I I don't disagree with any of that, and I don't expect them to do anything differently than they ever have. That's that's where my frustration comes from. It's just that's the bottom line. Is like they're they are kind of stuck with what they got. They're kind of built to be an okay team when everyone's healthy. And then, like, that's what you got. All right, quote saying, game preview, please. Hates the tank topics. Uh, game preview, they've got a game tonight against the Chicago Bulls, trying to get some vengeance for a November 7th loss, 123-120 to 120, uh, in Chicago. In that game, you'll remember Chris Dunn and Justin Holiday. I think they combined for 49 points. And when Justin Holiday plays well, uh, the Bulls get have gotten three wins, and and the rest of the time uh, they have lost. They're losers of ten straight coming in to uh, this game against Charlotte. So this is a must win. Have to beat the Bulls. Continue their losing streak uh, because you need to rack up these home wins as you uh, try to put things back together again and uh, prepare for a second half of their schedule, which does ease up uh, quite a bit. And then again on Saturday night, Star Wars night in Spectrum Center. Get your Frank Kaminsky bobbleheads. Uh, get into the Spectrum Center and uh, support the team uh, because they're they're going to need it. Uh, Brandon Ingram playing really well right now. Uh, and uh, got the winning bucket against great uh, game Philadelphia 76ers fantastic game to watch a lot of young talent there in that game so uh yeah sorry uh t- 
to uh, you know to, for all the tank talk, but I, I'm even sorrier that to get off that we have to game preview the tankingest team in the league, Chicago. The yeah. So I mean, but hey, that's, we, that's what we need. We need to see a team like that. That's going to be good for us tonight. Um, but you know, to to my point a little bit, like Laurie Markinen mm-hmm. has been surprisingly fun to watch for them. You just look at little things like if your team sucks, well, maybe this is your future guy. And I I, I don't think Monk. Could couldn't be doing like if Monk was on the Bulls, he'd be getting burned, and he'd probably be putting up at least scoring wise numbers similar to Markinen's. I would I would imagine. And I think a lot is a lot will be seen about Devin Booker, and will he be able to well, be an anchor of a team that actually has really good talent around him? You know, I think that's always going to be a question with these rookies who get a ton of burn, a ton of time, a ton of shots on bad teams. But would you once say- you start to put the pieces around. Can they do the things that are necessary to win basketball games, win tough basketball games? It's but part of it is also just about having assets, and he's a he's a like how how high of an asset do you think he is in the league right now? Like the, he's they, they won't trade him for anything. Like no. and no. teams would do a lot. Like there's a shortage of shooters in the league right now. There's not enough shooters on every team. Obviously, we we have that problem. Um, so like he's valuable. We we don't have any valuable assets right now either. It's that's that's part of it for me too. Obviously, I agree with your point about who knows. I don't think he's a cornerstone of a franchise, but you know, you never know. Yeah, Jason uh, pointing out that uh, you know you do never know. Uh, he says I don't think under I don't think people understand what tanking is. No guarantees. Plus, the folks who are asking for it are not going to go. To the games, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely my big point as well. All right, we've talked for a long time. This has been a great fun Friday. We've uh, no, no reason uh, we can't debate each other. I, no, I, I feel it. great. I mean, look, guys, honestly, it just feels good to get get that some of that out. You know, yeah. this was uh, <laughs> this was a cleansing Friday. This was a cathartic Friday. Yeah, and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Follow us there. Like the post that's going up right after the show. You can get a chance to win two tickets to this game on Saturday against the Los Angeles Lakers, or you'll get one of those Frank bobbleheads. All right, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets. Follow us on Twitter as well at Locked On Hornets. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. We're back again next week with much more analysis of your Charlotte Hornets for David and Steve. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America, let's swarm Charlotte. This one's for all the Dougaholics, the Lockdown Hornets podcast. What up, Nest? And please subscribe, rate, and review, or join our Patreon page. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss LaCroix and scrambled LaCroix. Let's drink a LaCroix. City. We love you.